Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net and welcome to another episode of the HTDC podcast. Now, in today's episode, what I'd like to talk about is why you are procrastinating, why you might be finding it difficult to get through that next piece of artwork that you've been working on, that next illustration, that next comic book, really whatever it is you're doing. And this doesn't just apply to art. This actually applies to literally anything that you need to do, but you just don't quite feel like doing. And it's something that we all experience. I experience it on a daily basis. For example, after I've recorded this podcast, I need to go to the gym, but I don't really want to go to the gym because I just don't feel like it. It can apply to the artwork that I'm going to do later on today. You know, in the back of my mind, I think that I, I want to do it, but you know, I could just not do it as well. You know, I don't necessarily feel like doing it. Of course, I'm going to do it because, you know, I I enjoy art and that's kind of what this relates to. But at the same time, what is it that holds us back from just jumping into it, from getting straight into it and really being productive? Because that's the aim here, to look at a body of work or an accomplishment that we've completed at the end of each day and be proud of ourselves that we actually went through with it, that we actually did it. So this really comes down to a very simple very, very profoundly simple solution. It's something that seems obvious, but actually a lot of us don't really step in toe and follow in our own lives. And again, this applies to everything. It applies to art. It applies to your job. It applies to whatever passion it is that you're pursuing. It applies to the way in which you gain knowledge. It applies to the way in which you keep yourself physically fit, your diet, everything, right? And here it is. At the end of the day, whatever your goal or ambition might be, the outcome of that needs to be something that you love, something that you're obsessed with. And if you don't love it and you're not obsessed with it, then there's a very, very high chance that you're going to tap out. You just won't stick with it. You won't have the motivation. You won't have the soul, the, the spirit that, of, that you need in order to be able to see it through, whatever that accomplishment is, through to the end. And it's not just seeing it through to the end, it's doing it on a daily basis. Because when it comes to art, for example, there is no end to it. It's a never-ending journey. You're always going to be looking for that next level to take it to. It's something that you're constantly working on, constantly improving at. It's not like you're going to create your final piece of artwork today you want to create another one tomorrow and another one the day after that. You want to keep on creating artwork year in and year out for decades, hopefully. But in order to be able to do that, you're going to be have to be passionate about it. You're going to have to love it. And the sad thing is, is in today's society and probably forever, you know, in every society, a lot of the time we find ourselves doing things that our heart just isn't really in. 
You know, it might be your job, for example, that you go to every day in order to, you know, earn a quid. I mean, you get paid to do it for a reason, right? But even outside of that, and hopefully you can get to the point where your job is something that you love, but even outside of that, you want to make sure that what it is you're pursuing, that passion is something that you actually love so that you can see it through to the end and maybe make it something which is a little bit more than just a hobby someday. Because then you'll have everything you need. You'll have the commitment that you need to actually make it happen. Because a lot of these things, the things that matter most to us or that we think matter most to us, a lot of those things are going to ask the greatest amount of investment from us. They're going to demand that we put our all, all our energy, all our time into them, the greatest to the greatest extent. And you get out what you put into these things a lot of the time. You reap what you sow. If you put in a lot of work, then hopefully you'll earn a great return on that investment. But in order to be able to put in what you need to put in, again, it it always comes back to the amount of love that you have for it. To love something is really, really hard work sometimes. You know, you can take your family, for example. You know, family... And, and the, those you love that are closest to you, they take a lot of hard work. You'll do almost anything for them. You'll take care of them. You'll, you'll look after them. And you'll make sure that they're okay. You'll put them before yourself a lot of the time. And there's really no difference between that and the love that you have for that thing in your life, which is your greatest passion. You want to put it before yourself a lot of the time, before your own, you know, leisure, instead of playing video games or, you know, going out and partying, what you'll hopefully do out of the love you have for your craft is put that stuff on hold and pursue it instead. Maybe, of course, you'll you'll need to maintain some semblance of a social life from time to time. You want to make sure that you're maintaining the relationships within your life, uh, that you are going to a job, and we'll talk about that here in a moment, to help you sustain your ability to pursue that passion at your highest level of energy, your highest level of productivity, because it's not just sheer will that does this stuff a lot of the time, it's the support system around you, making sure that you do get the sleep that you need to get, because you're not necessarily going to have the energy if you don't, if you just stay up, you know, you might be able to stay up one or even two nights working late, hour in and hour out, on that that project that matters most to you, but then what are you going to do a few days from then when you're fatigued and you don't feel like working at all? You know, the chemicals in your brain and body aren't leveled out correctly in order for you to be your most productive. So you need sleep, you need that downtime, and just as you need that downtime with your mental and physical well-being, you also need that downtime with your friends and your relationships, and you also, if you haven't turned your passion into a full-time income just that, you'll need that job as well. So, you know, all of these things that you may be doing in order to pursue your passion, you may not have the same amount of love for them as you have for your passion, but you do them because of the love 
that you've got for that passion, if you get what I mean there. Because all of those you know, parts are going to go into your ability to pursue that passion. And sometimes you're going to have to do things that you don't love doing to make it happen for yourself. Again, it requires the most amount of investment, the most amount of energy from you a lot of the time. And there'll be times where you absolutely hate your passion, but you love it so, so much, and it becomes very confusing. I think, you know, another word you could use other than love is obsession. You know, you want to be obsessed with that which matters most to you. And if you find that you're pursuing something that that you are procrastinating on and, and putting off on a consistent basis that you think about doing it and it just it brings about this sense of dread, like you would rather be doing anything else but that, then that's not what you should be pursuing. You know, your greatest passion, the thing that you believe you love most in life, that you really want to see come to fruition that you really want to manifest and and make really the meaning of your existence. You know, for me, comic book art, it's, it's my meaning. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't be me. It should be something that you do whether you are being paid to do it or not. Out of everything else you could be doing, that should be the thing that you prefer doing. And for me, that's drawing. You know, a lot of the time I had the opposite problem to many people who find themselves in a state of procrastination. I find that it's hard for me to stop doing what I'm doing. And it's very difficult for, you know, my significant other to pull me away from the drawing board a lot of the time because I'm just, I'm so into it. And so you really want to find that thing that that is going to, compel you to put that much time into it, to put your all into it. And when you do, what you'll discover is you will procrastinate very, very little. You will get straight to work. That laziness will be replaced by energy, a an energy that just fires you up, pulls you out of bed every day and makes you want to stay up late at night, despite the fact that you actually do need sleep to maintain your level of energy for it. But uh, nonetheless, the key is if you want to get your work done, if you want to stave off the procrastination, the laziness, the sense of dread that many of us feel in the day-to-day laborsome lifestyle that we experience, unfortunately, for most of us, if you want to have a different kind of life, then you need to find that thing that, that drives you, that love. You need to love what it is you're doing, become obsessed with it, and then, you know, let nothing hold you back from pursuing it. Because when you've found that thing you love that makes you feel that way, then that's really worth investing in. That's really worth pursuing. That's what you were meant to do all along. And, you know, I look at a lot of the lifestyles that my friends lead and uh, the people I care about most in life. And the really sad thing is that, yeah, they they get a, a heck of a lot more money than I do, admittingly. You know, on a, on a monthly, on a yearly basis, they earn way more than I do. But the, the issue is, is that they're replacing their time, time which they will never get back. You know, money can always be made. There's a lot of money out there. And you can do 
Nehemiah's anything to get it. You know, but what you can never get back is your time. That is something which is very, very finite. And it's quite limited, in fact, in the grand scheme of things, the amount that which you can do within your lifetime. And if you're spending it at a job that you despise or doing something that really doesn't fulfill you in any meaningful way, then that is just, you know, it's a complete loss and it is a tragedy, at least in my opinion. And sure, I get it. You know, we sometimes have responsibilities in life that we simply need to take care of. And certainly, I'm not discouraging anybody from doing that. You know, a lot of my friends do have families that they need to take care of. Uh, they need they have bills that need to be paid, uh, car registration that needs to be paid, rent or mortgages that need to be paid off, loans, uh, credit cards that need to be paid off. And so, Oftentimes, we find ourselves having to do things, work jobs that we hate in order to be able to make sure that we're keeping up with all of those responsibilities and ensuring that they're maintained. But at the same time, where there is a will, there is a way. And maybe, for example, you're you're working a particular job, um, there's still time in the day to pursue your passion. And maybe it's only a little bit of time. Maybe it's just an hour a day that you've got to really dedicate yourself to that which is most meaningful to you, that which you love the most out of everything else that you're doing in life. But if you can put enough hours in each day, again, it could just be one hour, but that's five hours. Well, that's near, that's seven hours a week. That's almost a full working day that you can be putting in for just one hour a day in a week. And if you do that consistently enough and you're making the right moves, you're being strategic about it within mind, your goal to be able to do that which you love as a living because, heck, if you can cut away the majority of your time that is spent doing something that really doesn't matter that much to you that you would rather not be doing and replace that with something that does, then that's, that's something that is worth aiming towards, something that is worth striving to make a reality. And it can happen. It most definitely can happen. It can happen for anybody. If you put the time in and you strategize and you really do try to make it work for yourself. You know, just a, a year back, I was working uh, at, a, at a few different universities as a teacher. I was teaching in the classroom. I was still able to do my craft, of course, in that capacity. But uh, at the same time, you know, that did take away uh, energy and slots of time in which I could work on howtodrawcomics.net, which is likely where you're listening to this podcast now. And... It also took away time from the things that I could do with howtodrawcomics.net, like this podcast, like the YouTube channel, like the courses that I was creating. But over those years, as a teacher, what I had in the back of my mind is if I can do this for just long enough and make enough savings to sustain my ambitions with howtodrawcomics.net for maybe even a year or two, if I have those savings and then I can earn enough through howtodrawcomics.net to just maintain those savings, then maybe I can push it a little bit further with the website itself, with that which means the most to me. Now, here's, a, here's something that you might not know about either, is that how to draw comics is 
really also a means to an end, which will hopefully allow me to start a comic book studio for myself one day, which is really my ultimate goal, to create my own comic books and to fund them without relying on somebody else to give me an income, to be able to use howtodrawcomics.net, give people value, help them do what it is that I'm doing, and use that to actually create comic books, which is my real dream, my real goal. Because I have my own stories to tell, I have my own characters that I want to create, and I have my own, I have that which I want to share with the world. But in order to be able to do that, there does need to be certain things put in place to make that a reality. And the same situation could be said for you. That which you want to do most, you want to put it out there in the world. You want to share it with people. But you need there's got to be a way for you to be able to do that. Now, I've come up with a way to be able to do it. You've got to figure out what's going to work for you. And if you can do that, then ultimately, just by you having that goal in mind, by knowing that it's possible, by understanding that, hey, if I take a particular set of steps every single day toward that end goal, you will get there. It's just a matter of time. But you got to take action. you got to work out a game plan, literally sit down with an Excel spreadsheet or, you know, a notepad and a pen and just write down what are your actual goals? What matters most to you? What what do you love most out of everything else? And then how are you going to get to the point where you can do that most of the time? Because if you can do what you love most of the time, then that is a life that has been well lived. And I'm sure that you'll agree with that. You know, especially if you're somebody who hasn't yet reached that stage where you can wake up every day and do that which you're most passionate about. And again, you don't need a whole lot of money to necessarily do it. You need some savings. I definitely recommend doing that. And of course, you need to look at your income and the monthly bills that you have to pay in order to figure out whether or not you're going to keep the job that you have, change the job that you have, or cut it off completely and pursue a business model related to your passion that is going to work without with a minimal amount of risk. Because, you know, I'm certainly not saying here to quit your job that you hate and uh, just fulfill and, and pursue what it is that you find most fulfilling. That's not what I'm saying at all. That would be irresponsible and probably land you in a world of hurt if you didn't manage it in a strategic way. So, you know, it's a bit of a compromise. It's always about compromise. Um, you know, it's on you to pursue your own res- your own passions. You can't expect other people to hold you up and allow you to do what you want to do at their expense. You have to make it work for yourself. And that will mean doing things you don't want to do for the greater cause, for the ultimate goal that you have for yourself. But again, if you're going to put that much time and effort into your pursuits, then you're going to make sure that what you're pursuing is something that you really do care about. So getting that clarity is important. How do you get it? Because for me, uh, there were always things that I wanted to do. I had this burning passion within me to just create, 
create my own characters, create my own stories. And there were many different ways in which I was torn to be able to do that. I wanted to be a 3D modeler. I wanted to create video games. I wanted to make, I kind of had an inkling to make music at one stage. I wanted to make comic books, of course. I wanted to be a digital painter. I wanted to be a concept artist, an illustrator. I wanted to be all these things. And yes, they allowed me to create, to fulfill that ultimate goal, which was to share my stories and characters and worlds with the the audiences out there that I'd hopefully gain as a result. But how I was going to do it was the key. And oftentimes, the thing that you really want to do, the thing that you're really passionate about, that you really find fulfilling, there will be multiple ways to get to it. So, for example... Uh, Let's say that you do want to do comic books. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to create a comic book. It just means that maybe there's something you can do related to comics that fit underneath the comic book umbrella that you could pursue. For example, maybe you'll start a publishing house that publishes comic books. Maybe you'll design comic book characters, which I've certainly done for another comic book author. Maybe you will become an inker. Maybe you'll become a comic book colorist. Maybe you will become a comic book penciler. Maybe, for example, you will do what I've done and create courses on how to create comic books themselves, comic book illustration. You know, there's so many different things that fall under the umbrella of any chosen category that you could pursue that you would find interesting, that you would find engaging, that you just got to sit down and think about a lot of the time. But finding what that category is, I think, is the key. And the way in which you can do it is either having a bunch of different passions that you're already into, which is pretty darn rare. Again, for me, I always had that. There was always something I wanted to go after. But for a lot of people, and I know this because of the students that I've taught, They don't necessarily know why they're there sitting in the classroom. Many of us don't necessarily know what it is that we're super passionate about. And so we never really end up pursuing anything. We're kind of at the whim of where life takes us at that point. So if any offer comes along, we'll tend to take it, even if it doesn't make us super happy. So... How do you find that which you're most passionate about? Well, you know, recently I've I've heard a a few good little tips that I can share with you here today in the podcast. And uh, I'd recommend to start off with, look at your YouTube channel history. What have you been watching on YouTube? Have you been watching comic art tutorials? Have you been, you know, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you are. What kind of podcasts have you been listening to? What kind of interests do does your YouTube history, your podcast history, um, your Netflix account, you know, what do all of these forms of entertainment, of engagement have in common interest-wise? What kind of themes are you seeing? What kind of genres are you looking at? And if you can find those commonalities, well, that'll give you some inclination, some clue as to what it is 
you may actually be able to fall in love with. Now, for me, for example, uh, my YouTube history is quite interesting because uh, I actually did, you know, put into practice what I'm preaching here. And I found that, uh, well, I could jump online right now and take a look at it. So let's just uh, see what I've been looking up here. We'll jump into my history on YouTube and take a look at what, what's been happening there. I uh, believe YouTube might have actually changed things up. Oh, no, here it is, history. You know, I've been looking at, um, you know, where to uh, publish your course online, right? So I'm already kind of doing that. I'm already making courses. Um, in fact, I've got a lot of videos here on teaching and uh, courses. Um, I've got uh, some podcasts as well. Funnily enough, I'm actually doing a podcast here for you right now. Um, a lot of business stuff. Uh, I've got some music here as well, which I tend to listen to when I'm doing my work, when I'm drawing. I've got some uh, interviews. You know, I really love watching interviews because for me, every interview, every human interaction is somewhat of a performance. And the reason that that interests me is because every time I make a new tutorial, every time I record a new podcast, I'm doing somewhat of a performance. So that really is something that I'm kind of into. I love motivation a lot of the time. So usually within my YouTube history, I'll see some motivational videos. I'll also see some personal development videos as well, because I'm really into that. So, you know, that is a particular path of interest that I might be able to travel down later on in in life if, you know, the comic art gets old and, and I don't really want to do that anymore. But this is very, very interesting. Now, as far as Netflix go and the kind of movies that I watch on there, well, you know, a lot of the time I'm into horror. I love sci-fi. Uh, I love thrillers. I love gangster movies. And, you know, the reason as to why it's it's good to kind of take a look at that is because when it does come to whatever, you know, form of expression you choose to tell your stories within, actually knowing the genres and the themes in which those stories are told can allow you to get stuck into them and really pursue them to their full length if it's a theme or genre that interests you. So a lot of the time, the kind of comic books that, and I have got a comic book script that I'm working on at the moment for a stories that I'd like to uh, actually create someday. But, you know, it's a sci-fi story and it has got, it's a sci-fi mixed with a, a gangsters and a little bit of horror in there as well, funnily enough. And I know that if I can keep the story within that realm, I'm going to be pumped up and interested in it every day when I sit down to work on it. And so there'll be at least a significantly lower chance of me procrastinating and, and not wanting to do it, putting it off because I'll be excited. You know, this is the stuff that I'm interested in. Um, you know, and the, so there's a lot of things that you can do in order to find out what it is that, that you find most interesting. And, you know, it, it could be anything. It could be, uh, it might not be art, anything to do with art. It might be, you know, a sport, for example, maybe you like watching football and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to become a professional footballer, but maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you're a little bit artistic, right? So maybe instead you draw um, artwork for a bunch of football teams, 
I mean, I don't know. It's it's something that you really have to figure out for yourself. But that is one nifty tip that I'd give you. And, you know, thinking about if you are on websites such as Skillshare and Udemy, where you're looking at courses and you're trying to educate yourself, what is it that's that's really drawing your attention toward it? And this is a good clue. And, you know, what you're searching on Google, you know, your internet history. Now, um, you know, ignoring the questionable content that you might be uh, looking at, uh, which we're all guilty of, um, you, you know, the, that's a good additional clue as to whether or not uh, those things that you're searching for on a regular basis, you know, you want to see some regularity there so that you can choose and, and pick from the consistencies within your interests that you might potentially be able to explore later on down the track as a full-time hobby. And again, these are all things that you can do in order to find that stuff out. Now, uh, you know, it might be to do with gaming. You know, video games are another big category as well. But whatever it is, you know, jump onto, you know, internet history, your YouTube history, you know, the different lessons that you've been looking at on Skillshare or Udemy and uh, your Netflix account and whatnot, and note all of these down. Write an entire list of them, as many as you can, and circle the ones that you find most compelling, that really stand out to you. You know, take note of the things every single day that you think about, that you ponder upon, the conversations that you have with your friends. You know, what do your friends tell you that you don't shut up about, right? If I was to ask your friend what it is you don't shut up about, what would they tell me? Yeah, and that's a good clue as to an interest that you have that you could potentially fall in love with or that you may already be in love with and not even know it, that you could, you know, fall into some line of work with that you would find fulfilling that you'd be able to wake up to every single day and again, pursue. So that's about it for today's podcast episode. I hope that you got some value out of it and that you found it motivating, that it'll give you something to think about from here on out and hopefully get you on track to pursuing that which you are most passionate about in this life, whether it be comic book art or something else. Until next time, keep on creating, keep on practicing, and if you'd like more comic art tips, tricks, and tutorials, be sure to visit www.howtodrawcomics.net. We've got a bunch of tutorials and videos over there. And of course, when you're ready to delve deeper into the art of comic book illustration, we've also got an entire library of courses created by me and Ed Foychuk and Robert Marzullo and uh, hopefully, you know, other professional comic book artists out there later on down the track. Again, until next time. I'll see you in the next episode of the HTDC Podcast. Mm-hmm.